Hey fellow romance readers, I'm Amy. And I'm Sarah, and this is Post Book Depression. You know that feeling you get when you finish a good book that you didn't want to end? Have you finished a book and just weren't ready to move on from the story and its beloved characters? You find yourself needing just a little more? Well, this multi-trope romance podcast gives you the opportunity to dig deeper with us into books we love as we discuss all the reasons we can't move on. Feeling chatty? You can continue the conversation with us on Instagram at Post Book Depression Podcast or on Facebook in our Post Book Depression discussion group. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and take a brief moment to leave a review. Are you ready? Let's discuss. Welcome to the show, everyone. So instead of discussing a book today on the episode, Sarah and I are going to chat with each other. We have some book-themed questions that we wanted to dig into, get to know each other as readers. We also want to get to know you guys as readers. So any of these questions that we uh, ask today in a little interview style, we would love to hear your answers about these as well. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? It's going good. Are you excited? We're going to do interview style. Yes, I'm excited to hear more things about just book topic things in general. And Me too. And learn more about what you think about different things. I know. This is going to be a fun episode, a little break from what we normally do. Yeah? yeah? I think so too. Well, let's dig in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. So I'll kick off the questions with the first one. And I want to know, Sarah, does a book title sway your decision to read it? Um, sometimes. Not most of the time I would say no, it doesn't. I have been put off by certain titles. I do recall like if I'm scrolling through my Kindle and I'm trying to find my next read, something that is different. There's been a couple of times where I thought to myself, that title sounds kind of cheesy. I'm not going to go there. But not typically. I it, no, it doesn't really. So maybe me. more like a cheesy title is going to be off-putting to you? Yeah. I would say I'm more inclined to say if the title's too smutty, I'm going to pass over it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes those smutty books are a little bit deceiving. You don't that is know true. that it's going to be smut until That's you true, crack it open and you're like, well. But if the title is blatantly smut, I oh, for sure. That's what I mean. I typically will pass over those. I do have some titles that have kind of drawn me in to actually download the story. Uh I tend to be pulled towards ones that have to do with stars. So a couple of examples would be the Bring Down the Stars duet by Emma Scott. Uh And then Drowning in the Stars by Deborah Anastasia. Both of those were kind of um, star related. The Silent Waters by Brittany Cherry. That one really intrigued me by that title. And Heartbones by Colleen Hoover, when you find out why it's named Heartbones. I know. Well, we had recommended that to a couple of our friends, and they were reading it, and they said, why Heartbones? That's ridiculous. Your heart doesn't have bones. And we were just like, just wait. Yeah, so one of my favorite things when I'm reading a story is to, if it addresses why the book is titled the way it is, and you find those little nuggets, and you're like, oh, that makes so much more sense of why it's titled that way. See, I enjoy a story that is going to explain why the title is what it is and I kind of don't like it when they leave that out yeah it's not something that I probably pick up on until maybe the very end but I love it when it is somehow weaved in to the story in some sentence paragraph something description it makes my heart happy oh, me too. so yeah I en- I really enjoy stories that have the title inside of it and just explaining it. I love also the books that you mentioned because those are such good stories. They are so good. They're so good. little plugs for those books. Okay, so with that out there, does a book cover 
ever sway your decision. Oh, this is a hot topic right now. <laughs> it is. Don't judge a book by its cover. No, I know. So there, there's actually a lot of conversation happening on TikTok right now about this. I saw somebody, and it was an author that posted something about how they did a survey, and it was more than 60% of the people who responded to the survey said that they prefer a smutty book to have abs on the front or the sexy covers. What? And some, I know, I was surprised by that. And many huh. of the people who gave feedback as to why either had small children or had kids around. And so it w- they wanted it to be clear <laughs> what the book was about so the kid didn't pick it up and try and read it as one example. I'm sure there are many more. Me personally, I like a disguised cover. I like something that's going to be intriguing, but not just the smutty aspect mm-hmm. of reading. I feel like many, like you said, don't judge a book by its cover. And one example of that is Heartbreak Warfare by Kate Stewart. Oh, okay. It's, it's co-authored. There is a picture of a guy in abs who, I mean, let's be real. The, <laughs> the guy is it's a pretty cover. <laughs> it is definitely a great cover. But I don't feel like it depicts anything oh. related to the story. It's a military romance. It is a phenomenal read. It was one of my top reads that I read last year. And I feel like that that cover really did not do the book justice. Now, see, that is a big issue with me. When, and unpopular opinion probably, but I do not like to have some guy on the cover with his abs just showing it because... A lot of what we read, it doesn't really define what the story is about. Now, Mm -hmm. let me be clear. I don't have a problem with good-looking men (laughs) on the cover of a book. We're huge. We're huge Rylan Strela fans here. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jennifer Hartman, for discovering him. (laughs) No, I just, he is a pretty man. He's so beautiful. Okay. Woo. Moving on. No, I don't. I feel like sometimes it doesn't do the story justice. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like if you are put off by that, so many people are missing out because they are going to assume Mm -hmm. it is smut and it's not. And it really upsets me because you are missing out on some of the absolute best stories. That's how I felt about Heartbreak Warfare. Yes. Because some people are going to be turned off by that. And I hate that for so many of these authors. I kind of wonder how many of them get a say on what their covers look like because I feel like it doesn't depict what really is within the inside. With that being said, one of the books that I absolutely love the cover and probably could use a little bit of (laughs) smutty cover like models is Credence by Penelope Douglas. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful cover. I love the cover of Credence. I love all of her book covers. I feel like that is so beautiful. And I feel like if they had done a different cover with that, because there are some super spicy scenes in Mm -hmm. Credence, Mm -hmm. super spicy. I don't know how many people would pick it up. And with that, my argument would be, don't focus so much on those spicy scenes, as delicious as they may be, or not to your taste, depending on your taste of storyline. That's not the whole story. Right. And that was one of the reasons why I love the cover of Credence, because that's, if all you're going to focus on is those handful of scenes that are super uber spicy and not the rest of the story and dig a little deeper, you're missing 
this amazing story. Penelope Douglas actually does a whole post devoted to that Credence mm-hmm. book cover. So that's you go check out her Instagram because she does a whole post about that. It's very fascinating. On the contrary, a book cover that I find extremely beautiful and drew me in was A Wish for Us by Tilly Cole. It is a beautiful cover. It has lots of color, kind of like a... Um, powder spray in the the atmosphere it's a gorgeous cover I was drawn into that story merely by the cover alone and it was a phenomenal story as well you know now that we're on this I'm thinking (laughs) this is I do not like the cartoon covers okay me neither and I I'm will, turned off by those. I am so turned and off. And those are by, have some really cute stories. They do. And that I have to remind myself of that because I've read several of them. But when I see them like on Bookstagram or, you know, just if I'm scrolling trying to find my next read, I probably am not going to click on it. Same. I have to know the author mm-hmm. and know what they write. Somebody has to recommend it to me. Or I have to read a really phenomenal review if it's rated really high. But I'm probably not going to. Example of this, I probably would have not picked up The Fisherman Duet by Julie Ann if I wasn't already a fan of Julie Ann. Not that I don't love the cover of The Fisherman, but when I saw it, it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I didn't initially love it, but I love her, so I knew it was going to be. And it was a phenomenal story. I knew it was going to be a great story because I am obsessed with Julianne's books. So I wasn't going to turn her away. Yeah. Yeah. If I I had never read anything of hers, I probably wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. I'm the same way with those cartoon covers. Well, there you go, guys. Don't judge a book. (laughs) We want to know what covers are are you drawn to or or what turns you off as well. All right. So I want to know, do you reread your stories? Oh, gosh. I used to be a big fan of rereading certain stories like in my early 20s if I found a book I would read it you know a few times and then over the last few years I've gotten away from that it kind of pains me does it yeah well this year we've read some books with a couple of our friends that we had recommended and we wanted to experience with them and I thought Oh, can't we just talk about it? <laughs> like when you're done, do I have to go on the do you journey? Feel, do you feel like you don't want to reread it because you don't want to ruin the first experience that you had? Or why hmm. Why do you feel like you don't want to reread it? That's a very interesting question. I, wow, now I'm thinking on this on a different way. Okay, so my thought was there's so many incredible stories that I just want to, I want to see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stay with that but now that you're presenting it that way excellent question amy um but that's a fair point there's so many is. other things out there it's i'm not opposed to it. if a story is incredible i will reread it what's again. the story what are some stories that you would reread oh goodness or have reread credence okay i reread that you said you used to in your 20s what was what would you reread okay well you know that I loved Francine Rivers. Mm-hmm. I, I do love Francine Rivers. I've reread one of her series. And <laughs> there was a book when I was younger that I reread a lot. And it, the amount of times I read it was embarrassing. But I was obsessed with vampires. So we're just going to move on. And no, it was not Twilight. 
I feel like this book inspired Twilight, but... It's no better than me watching the Titanic in the theater eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I uh, I love free reading stories. I know you do I because you so read them with much. me last I year. I did. I did. I reread all of Colleen Hoover's backlist with you, but I started doing that many years ago, and one of my favorite trilogies to reread is the Clockwork Trilogy by Cassandra Clare. It's a supernatural um, fantasy story. It's incredible. I read it many times. I would read it once a year for, I don't know, like five or six years in a row. I loved it so much. I should go back and reread that now. It's so good. And then the Jack and Jill trilogy by Julie Ann. Yes. I've read three times. Oh, so good. <laughs> so last year I read it. I told you about it. You read it and I had to read it again with you. I literally read that one back to back. I finished it and I went right back into it. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> and read it again. And then I read it again this year with our friends. Okay, I know, uh, yes, and I skipped to that because, <laughs> not because I don't love it. Okay, I have to say this. I need time to pass. Mm-hmm. I need to forget details because if I read it one year and then the next year and then the next year, I feel like I don't forget enough mm-hmm. stuff and I want it to feel like a new experience sure. all over again. So will I reread stuff I have? Yes, I will. I'm going to tell you a series that I would love to reread because to me, the series feels like a really good show. So for me, one of my favorite shows to watch over and over is Gilmore Girls. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that show. I love it so much. And you introduced me to Dorinda Jones, Charlie Davidson series last fall. Friend, I could read that every single October. It's so good. It's so good. Dorinda Jones is an incredible author. I laughed so hard that it makes me feel things. It feels like a really good, beloved show. I felt like I was really reading does. like Suki and Lorelai, you know, yes, with Charlie yes. and Cookie. So I would reread that. There's others, but that one I just thought of. And I, yeah, I could reread that this fall. I do so love good. I do love to reread them, but you're right. There's so many other books that we've got to get to. Yeah, <laughs> so many books, so little time. Okay, so I think you know how I feel about this one. Book to movie adaptions. Do you like them? And do you have a favorite or a least favorite? So I don't mind book to movie adaptations. However, I will say this: I feel like a good amount of time has to pass from the time that I have read the book until I watched the movie so that all of those tiny details that I love so dearly about the book has drifted further into the cobwebs of my mind (laughs) so that when they don't get it exactly right, I'm not disappointed. I will say one extremely well adapted book to movie for me, in my opinion, was The Help. Mm. I felt like that is a perfect example of taking a, a phenomenal story and making an incredible movie as well. I felt like all the main key components were there in both the book and the movie. There are definitely some books to movies where I've been extremely disappointed, Mm -hmm. but I feel like The Help was a good example. I am so glad that you mentioned that because I completely forgot about that, and I agree 100% with that because whoever did that really tried to make sure that they kept it as close to the book as possible. I hate them. (laughs) I absolutely hate movie adaptions, uh, book to movie adaptions, because the smallest details that they get wrong, chunks of things they cut out. And I understand they have to, with the exception of Harry Potter, I have to say, I love the Harry Potter. Now, 
I actually watched the movies before I read the books. I wasn't allowed to read the books growing up, which, anyway. So I watched the movies first, and then a friend told me, Sarah, you have to read the books. You love books, so you need to read them. And I I love them equally, I have to say. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of details, but I do feel like they did it exceptionally well. The help, like you mentioned. But no, I'm not a fan. (laughs) As a general rule, yeah. I'm not a fan. And if I hear that it's a book, I'm probably going to pass on the movie and I'm going to read the book because the book's going to be a thousand times Which is interesting to me that you have that opinion because for a few reasons. One... You love to put movies to mm-hmm. books that you read. Yeah. I love that quirk about you. I'm not thinking it's even a quirk. I just love that about you. And you love to pick out pictures of people. You like to uh-huh. typecast I know. the characters in the books. And it's almost like you're making your own movie as you read the book. So yep. it is surprising to me that you don't, you, you feel so strongly about the movie. It's surprising to me as well, but I just don't feel like they do it well, Amy. It makes me mad. I want to say, no, I could do better. Get out of the way. (laughs) Maybe you could. Maybe. Probably not. I probably have the same hangups, but anyway. Okay, so you have a problem with book to movie. Mm -hmm. My next question, and I know you are a fan, you like to read multiple books at once, correct? No, not anymore. No. Oh, but you did. I No, I did in college. I did in college because I had to, remember? Yes, yes. But let me just say, I did not realize that reading multiple books was a thing until TikTok recently. Yeah, when you told me that, I thought, what? What do you mean you didn't know that was a thing? When I saw people posting that they were reading four and five books at one time. Oh, that's disgusting. No. I was so (laughs) overwhelmed. I, Uh uh-uh. My heart started racing, and I don't know how they keep all the stories together. So I had good intentions. Mm -hmm. I took a paperback with me on vacation so that on the beach I could read the paperback because you can't read the Kindle out in the sun, at least not mine. And then I would have the ebook to read another story at night. Sarah, I couldn't do it. What? I had to do them one at a time. Girl, I told you (laughs) how you do... I told you how to make that possible. I... I said pick drastically different stories i I say get a rom-com get a suspense i know and then you keep them separate Mm -hmm. see no i no i don't enjoy it per in my personal life no i did it for college because i have a minor in english and so you had to because i had like five literature classes so and i vow to myself when i graduated I am never reading more than one book at a time. Now, I have since we've been doing the podcast. And at one point, I wasn't done with a book that was my personal book. And I had to read a book for our podcast. So I I did. And it felt icky. Uh I did not like it. Yes, that's how I feel like I I would be. Oh, I can see why you don't. You have an A-type personality. I absolutely You like order. You want things finished. Closure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about reading too. So all of you out there who like to read, and not just multiple books, but multiple mediums, so audio, ebook, hard copy, I will live vicariously through you because I will never be that person. Mm. I don't want to be that person. See, I could be, but I don't want to be. At least but, you recognize that. Yeah. We are who we are. We are Amy. who we, we are. We don't have to apologize. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with those who want to read more than one book at a time. One of my best friends, she does. And I just said, why? Why are you doing that to yourself? This makes her happy. So more power to you. That's not my jam. It's not our jam, Amy. It's not our jam. It's and not I'm our okay jam. with that. 
Okay, moving on. What do you got next? Do you, if you're reading a story and you're just not digging it, do you mark that sucker DNF or do you push through and finish all the way to the bitter end? Girl, you know me. What do you think I do? You push through. I push through. I think I quit one book and you were so shocked. I said it was utter garbage. (laughs) It was garbage. But no, I push through and I am going to moan and gripe and just be in a bad mood the whole way to the bitter end. My poor husband. He always (laughs) says to me, he's like, put it down. Quit. I'm like... But after you get to a certain point in the book, you're like, I have already invested four hours on this story. I have to finish. Yes. Because I've wasted four hours I could have been reading another book. And then I don't like not knowing. I need closure. Mm -hmm. I need closure. I need to know what happened so that if I'm going to gripe about it, I can actually do that. And I'm justified in like making everybody around me miserable complaining about the book. Like, no, I finished it and I have a right to be upset. Yes. I, and I agree with you for the most part. The only examples of time where I do allow myself to quit a book is if I'm only a couple of chapters in and I am just not connecting with the story. Yeah. You do that and it stresses me out. Does it? Yes. I told you this. I, I know. You said, uh, I'm not feeling it. Because I was reading something and it was intriguing and you were reading something and you were like, I'm not feeling it. I'll read what you're reading. And I was like, I do that a lot. What? <laughs> what? You started a book and you are if, not finishing it? Yeah, if you have a book that um, sounds more intriguing, <laughs> I can be persuaded. Only though if I'm just barely started on the book. If I'm more than a few chapters in, I'm going to see it through. Yeah. Although I, I do have a book right now loaded that I'm 25% in and I really want to quit it. Here's the struggle. You're going to quit it. <laughs> yeah, I know you. I'm probably going to quit it. Here's the struggle. Readers, you don't know this about me. I love a good series. But I need for the series to follow the same character through the entire series. I am not a huge fan of the series that follow all of the friends and all the community. And you're 13 books in and you're learning about the boyfriend's best friend's dog's fire hydrant sister. Those are not my jam. So I am currently reading um, the second book in a trilogy and it is not the same characters. And I just am not excited about it you and I are polar opposite on that yes we are because last year I read a book and then I you read the book and you loved it too and then we went into the next author's book and it was like a five book series and it goes through all five of their friends and you're like I don't know if I can do it Sarah (laughs) I get really bored and me if they mention Johnny on like one chapter, but Johnny was at the party. I want to know more about Johnny. Yes, you do. I want to know about Johnny. I want to know, does he date somebody? What's going to happen? She wants to know what he eats I, for dinner I want and to know where every, he works and what he drives. What if I love Johnny more than I love? <laughs> what is the music he listens to? I, I know. It's like a sickness. But you know, you're not alone in that because my other girlfriend, she she doesn't like that. She says, I get bored. I'm like, what do you mean you get bored? It's a different... It's a different person. It is, but it's the same vibe. Uh, I love it, though. <laughs> it's like being able to 
look into people's lives, you know? I always want to be the fly on the wall. And this way I get to be the fly on the wall in all their houses. Like, what's going on over there? So I tell you what, I'll read the first books of all these series, and then you can just read about all the friends and family members and just fill me in. I love it. But you can't say that because you read the Devil's Night series by Penelope Douglas. I did, And you said, Sarah, I don't know, because when you get to, like, the third book, it's, like, 700, 800 pages. (laughs) They are long. And you were just like, what? But to me, sometimes... That was a great story. The series is so good. But sometimes, sometimes, you get really lucky, and you think that first book is so good, but then you get to, like, the second person or the third person, that, that third book, and it's better than all of them. That's how I felt that series was. Yes, me too. I enjoyed the first one, but that one did get better the further you got into it. All right, that is one example. Okay, all right. Okay, (laughs) reading habits. Are you hard copy, ebook, audio? So I am an ebook reader. I used to be a paperback only kind of reader. I will tell you the pandemic shifted my perspective on that, but that was by force, not Mm -hmm. by choice. That was because the library was not allowing me to get any hard copy books. And I was forced to do Kindle Unlimited to keep up with all the, you know, I had all this time to read and that was the only way that I could get books in a timely manner. So that is why, and now I predominantly read Mm eBooks. I like a lot of things about the eBook versus paperback I like it telling me how many minutes I have I know that I love that it knows my reading pattern and how many minutes I have left in a chapter I can scroll back and forth I don't have a kindle so I don't get the benefit like you do of clicking on a word if I don't know what it is that's such a cool feature I didn't even know was a thing until you told me what about you? Uh, you know this. I am an ebook reader. I read on my Kindle, but like you, I did not. I actually hated, despised ebooks. Same. Until the pandemic, I despised them. Mm-hmm. And when my mom, she reads on hers, and she would always ask me why I didn't want one. And I said, because I need to feel the book in my hand. Uh-huh. I need to turn the pages. I need. I need to smell it. And then the pandemic happened. But also, too, my daughter was very young and I had to constantly stay in her room until she fell asleep because she's she just needed mama. And I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would sit in there just kind of bored <laughs> as she was going to sleep. And so the ebook was great because I could see and I could read. And now I have a really, really, really hard time having a hard copy of a book unless I'm outside. If I'm outside... Um, kind of forced to. I Yeah, I'm forced to. I want it. But no, I'm just, I'm obsessed with my Kindle. I love it on Bookstagram when everybody's putting all their books and they're stacking them. And I'm thinking, yeah, no, I can't do that. I can't take a pretty picture like that because I don't have the hard copies. When you were a hard copy lover, are you one that had, do you fold your your pages down do you do the spine back thing what are all the weird quirks you do with your paper i'm gonna make so many people mad right now i'm gonna be right there with you i think you and i are on the same page i think so too i don't care i don't care if you bend my dog ear my pages i fold it back i don't care if it's if it's a paperback and you fold it back i don't care hardback if you break my binding i'm gonna be annoyed like if i have to glue it back in i'm gonna be annoyed yeah if i had a bookmark on hand i would use it uh, I always lost them, though. 
So <laughs> that's why I would dog ear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I that doesn't to be bother loved me. And, yes. and enjoyed. Okay. Can I just say, I kind of like if I would open up a book, because I used to check out a lot from the library, and I liked if you would see like a stain on the page. Uh-huh. Somebody or, was really enjoying the book. Yeah. Like I found one book one time when I was in college and had like a coffee ring. <laughs> yes. I'm a coffee drinker. And, which I was kind of thinking, who put their coffee cup on that? But then I thought, well, I drink and read at the same time. Like, You're my cup of coffee. Page. Yeah. I gotta run to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. It's just that somebody was there. Somebody experienced it. What were they thinking? Mm-hmm. What were they feeling? I don't know. It doesn't Do bother me. Do you annotate me. while you read? I have. I have. Uh, but, I mean, now I, I don't. Like, no, I, I, I do a lot of screenshots. It's hard to annotate yeah. on an ebook, But if I have a physical copy, I might, like make notes of things that well I you do read. don't you keep a journal though yeah mm-hmm. yeah see I don't do that like don't, a reading journal yeah no yeah. I don't I don't do that because I'm not a big fan of journaling mm-hmm. but if I had a hard book yes in some in my books that that I do have I've highlighted I've underlined things that I really Same. like and just because if I ever do pick it up again if I buy a book that's another thing well yeah if I buy a book I Absolutely, 100% going back to would I ever read it again? I will read it again. Yeah. I I will not purchase a book that I will not see myself reading again. I can't do it. Now, I do on my Kindle have some books that I'm like, hmm. But, you know, when you think, I spent $3.99, $4.99. Not as oh, you know as there's one that I was livid. Oh, yeah, that I bought. It's not quite as hard yeah. as spending $30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to know, do you have any, like, weird quirks when you read books? Such a, I don't know. I don't so I have a question. weird, I have this weird quirk. Oh. And I I'm, no, I'm not alone. I can't be alone. You might be. <laughs> I, I cannot be alone. <laughs> So, if I'm reading a book and a character winks, I wink. I do too. They bite their lip, I'm biting my lip. Do yes. they scowl? I'm scowling. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I knew but I wouldn't be alone. Don't don't all readers? Like, I can't think. Avid I would readers. Say all good readers. readers. People I would who say really a lot of readers probably please. do. Please. Okay. Can you truly call yourself a book lover <laughs> if you're not doing it? you're not I mean, I'm going to get a little bit snobby right now. Like, <laughs> if you don't do these things, I don't know if you can classify yourself as a book lover. Yes. There are some that I try to... Okay. <laughs> the description, sometimes when, like, they... You hear the growl in the back of the throat. Do you like growl? Guy. I try to figure out how they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I want to know how that would sound. That's kind of weird. There's a TikTok designated to sh- finding movie clips of people doing these weird things. You told me about that. You should I have, check it out. I need to check it out. I haven't done it. But yes, uh, there was one the other night that I was reading. And I can't remember now what the description was. And I did it. But it wasn't like a wink and it wasn't the biting of the lip. But it was something. And I do it. And then another thing, I really try to practice arching my eyebrows because I, I can't do that. Do, I can't either. I can't arch I can't one. do that. But I try very hard. My favorite <laughs> is when they say his eyes darkened. I saw yes. a meme the other oh day that gosh. made me laugh out loud because she was trying to figure out the <laughs> the different things that the, the characters do. Mm-hmm. And so she basically took a picture of her face and just colored her eyes in black. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like his eyes darkened and she's like confused like what does that mean and then in the next picture she just colored it in with black circles it made oh me laugh my gosh, out loud that's funny you know i do try to notice now uh, the pupil dilation mm-hmm. i'm intrigued by that when they're like his pupils dilated okay or... so i had lasik surgery last year mm-hmm. and if in my pre-op they had me when they were measuring my pupils and stuff mm-hmm. they told me while i was sitting there to think about something that makes me happy. They told me that four different times during my process. And at the end, I said, why do you keep telling me to do that? And she says, because your pupils dilate when you think about things that make you happy. Stop it. Are you Isn't kidding that me? fascinating? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that so much. Okay, well, I'm going to pay special close attention now. I mean, I've already been trying, but I'm really <laughs> going to try. Wow, that's crazy. But yeah, I do that. That's a quirk. Do you snack while you read? Girl, I read like the majority of the day. Like my meals. <laughs> like, can you say I snack when I'm like eating full like meals? <laughs> meals? Um, like, do you have a go-to snack that you that you eat? Oh, I'm or a not. Drink? Mm, I'm not a big snacker. Um, well, that's pop- tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Mine's lame. I do enjoy popcorn. Popcorn's my snack. I I like popcorn and I like apples, apple slices with mm. caramel. Is that mm. weird? No, I do I do apple slices with peanut butter or almond butter. Oh, but popcorn is like when you read. That's your snack. Mm-hmm. That or popcorn. Oh, so connected. We didn't look, even know. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> but popcorn would be my number one. That's my number one. I have like that. What is that? Skinny pop or something mm-hmm. like that? Yes. Like bag. So I don't wake up my kids popping up popcorn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. It's delicious. That's my snack. If I had a snack, that would be it. All right. Let's wind this up. We got one more question. Okay. Uh, Books that you've read this year that you would like to recommend, Amy? What are they? I've read some really good books this year. So many good books this year. At this point in the year, I've read, I don't know, 80-something books. And I have to say my number one that I have to recommend anytime someone is asking me for a recommendation, it is also very, I feel like, underrated, more people need to be talking about this, is The Boy and His Ribbon Duet by Pepper Winners. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal story. It is a little taboo, I will say that up front. So if you don't know that going in, the premise of it could probably catch you off guard a bit. It is an age gap forbidden love, but it is probably one of my favorite stories of all time. Hands down, and I'm not going to say that one because you said it for, it's really for us both because we both had it listed. It's my favorite story I've read this year, Mm -hmm. by far. And like you, I've read about 80 books, close to 80 books. So I I second that strongly. You need to read it. It's such a good story. What about you? Do you have another? Oh, okay. So you know I love Mia Sheridan. Oh, she's so good. She is so good. I have been reading through her backlist. You and I have read several of her books throughout the year this year, and I've been reading her uh, a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. But the number one book of hers that I would recommend is The Where Duet. Oh, it yes. It is a romantic thriller. Um, there are some trigger warnings. So if you are going to check it out, definitely read the description, see what the trigger warnings are with that. Incredible story. 
really made me think you and I had a very long discussion after we had read it about the topic and what it addressed and incredible, incredible story. Definitely check it out. Absolutely. I would agree with that. I'll give one more and then you can follow me with one more. I'm going to also recommend, I mentioned it earlier, A Wish for Us by Tilly Cole. That is a music based book and it is just truly a really special story. I learned a lot of things in that story. I won't say what about, but the topic of that book is very interesting. And I went on a deep dive for sure. Yeah. With that story. I know you read it as well. Yes, it. that's really good. Another one that I have is the Bird Song Trilogy by Nina Lane. Oh, I haven't I, read that. I feel like not a lot of people know about this because I don't see it very often. I have seen it a couple of times on Bookstagram. It is a forbidden love story. So you want to know that going in, but I really enjoyed it. And I mean, it may not be for everybody, but I really liked it. And I'm surprised that I haven't seen it out there more. Hmm. So yeah, you might check that out if you're looking for something different, something new. It is a trilogy. So if you don't like series, <laughs> don't go. But it does follow the same characters. So if you're like it. Amy, yeah, Amy would love it because it's the same characters. But yeah, it's a good one. So check it out for sure. So those are some good recommendations that we have from the books that we've read this year. All right. Well, those are all of the questions that we had. And I hope you found some little nuggets that you learned about us. We would love to hear about you guys as well. If there were things in here that really kind of stuck out to you that you want to share with us, if you connected with either one of us on any of these questions or not, we would love to hear from you and get your perspective on some of these answers as well. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope that you want to continue the conversation with us. You can always head over to chat with us on Instagram at postbook depression podcast or also in our Facebook discussion group, Post Book Depression Discussion. And then you can always email us at postbookdepressionpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep reading.